It is battle for the axe week. All the keys on how we keep the axe home in Minnesota, as well as is this the best rivalry in college football? Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Thank you for making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers sports on the daily This is the show where we always continue to row and we are talking about the battle for the axe. But before we get to the actual battle for the axe, I have to mention the lockdown battle for the axe, where whoever gets the most new subscribers during this week only on YouTube, they win the lockdown battle for the axe. So a friendly competition before we get to the real competition. So make sure you drop a subscription on YouTube. Just hit subscribe. It's 100% free. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button. And then you'll get notified about the new podcasts that come out each and every day of the week. Yesterday, we had a big talk about the loss to Iowa and why it would be a silly and stupid suggestion to even talk about firing Coach Fleck. If you want to hear more about that, check out yesterday's show. But today we talk about the keys in this Wisconsin game, the game of the week that we need to focus on as we look to close out the season. So let's dive in. Let's talk about the keys. And first, we're going to talk about players that we need to step up in this matchup in order to be our best selves and win this game. Now, before we get to the players themselves, let's talk about Wisconsin's defense. They're ranked 11th in the nation when it comes to rush defense, and they're 24th in the nation when it comes to passing defense. Then you have uh, 27th in the nation when it comes to scoring defense. So it's not as stout as what we've seen against Iowa or Illinois, but it is still nothing to be overlooked, to be you know, misjudged. This Wisconsin defense is still legit. It might not be a top 10 unit in the nation, but it is still in the top quarter or even better than the top quarter when it comes to the entire country and an overall defense. Now, one thing that does stand out with the Wisconsin defense is that their best player on the edge, Herbig, leads the nation in sacks, not just the Big Ten, not just Wisconsin, leads the entire country in sacks, and he will be missing the first half of this game due to targeting in the game against Nebraska. That's a major benefit to the Gophers who have struggled with quarterback play when under heavy pressure. So having a whole half where you don't have to worry about him will be beneficial for the Gophers, but He's the type of player that can change things in even just a single half. So you have to be on the lookout. You have to be on the prep for 
Herbig. Now, let's talk about those players that we need to step up in this one. And this list isn't going to include guys like Mo Ibrahim or Tyler Newbin who come to play at the highest level each and every week because we already know what you can expect to get from those type of players. But guys that we need to bring the extra juice this week or be given the extra opportunity this week to thrive. Now, two players on offense, two players on defense. The first one on offense that we want to talk about is quarterback Ethan Kaliak Manis. Look, seven out of eight for starting that game last week against Iowa, seven for eight. When you get him into a rhythm and building confidence, he looks like he has that swagger. He looks like he can show those flashes that he has the arm talent, that he has the ability to run and get it going. So we need to get that going and keep it going throughout the game. Now, I'm not saying the passing game needs to be the main focus of this offense because it doesn't. We know what we have in Mo Ibrahim, but getting Ethan in that rhythm, in that confidence, and letting him continue to grow it throughout the game will not only help Mo, but it will help the entire offense when it comes to later in the game when we need a first down like we saw at Iowa. Now, if we could get some ways to build some consistency in there and having a few pass attempts in those 12 yard or 12 play drives and those 14 play drives, if you can work in four passing attempts in a 14 play drive or three or four passing attempts in a 12 play drive, that'll go a long way in the long run as you help him continue to build consistency and a rhythm and etc. So also incorporating more play action seems like it would be a benefit with a running back that can run for 250, 263, 200, 150, always over 100 yards a game. It would seem like that would be a benefit to help catch the defense off guard, similar to what Iowa did to Minnesota to start the game coming out and play action immediately and putting us on our heels as far as not expecting it, expecting the run and then getting off guard. Minnesota has the same setup for that with an even more elite running back, as well as maybe throwing in some actual running back screens, ways to get the the passing incorporated that hasn't been put on film that isn't going to get snuffed out by a defense because they don't see it coming. So hopefully we're able to do something like that with Ethan this week um, and show looks that haven't been clearly put on film with this minimalist passing game over the last few weeks. So that's the first player that we hope gets to step up and show bigger in this opportunity. Now, the second player on offense I want to discuss when it comes to stepping up is Brevin Span Board. Now, this isn't really on Brev. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you've done bad and you need to step up. No, what I'm saying is we as a unit, as the Gophers offense, need to get Brevin more incorporated. We've seen when he is more incorporated, the team has more success. And it would be really nice for this offense to see him get involved once again. We've seen him lead the team in receiving yards this year, but we are only really giving him two to three looks a game. Two to three looks a game. Like you have to find ways to get your best players incorporated into that offense. His blocking has been clean this year and pristine and clearing paths for Mo. So feed the beast on the other side of things. Like, he, there were opportunities. There were two major plays last week that come to mind that both could have 
gone to Brevin Spanford that could have been touchdowns. At least one of them was basically a walk-in touchdown to take the lead before the half. Feed him. You have him on the team. There's no guarantee he'll be back next year. But if he is, you have to show that you can feed him the ball and get him incorporated. He's one of the best weapons on the offense outside of Mo. So find a way to get it done, and he needs to be involved more, and this is another player on the offense that I'd like to see step up or be more incorporated this week versus Wisconsin. Now, flipping it to the defensive side of things, first player I want to say is Cody Lindenberg. We've seen him get more and more opportunity over these last few weeks, and he has been a tackling machine in these growing opportunities. He's great at filling the funnel. He's great at plugging run lanes. And we are going to need that once again against a Wisconsin Badgers team that likes to run the football. And that we still don't fully know if Braylon Allen is going to play in this game or not. But regardless, Wisconsin finds a way to run the ball. So we're going to need Cody Lindenberg at his best. Now, the final player I want to talk about is Jordan Howden, rockstar walk-on safety, who has become a staple of consistency for this Gophers team. In fact, he's great at filling the funnel, assisting in the run game. He's also good in coverage. And if you if you have Howden on the field, which he's always on the field, he's great at keeping the play in front of him and keeping the play in front of the safeties, in front of the defense, and not allowing huge explosive plays. So that is a huge key and a huge thing that this Gophers team needs consistently and will need once again with Graham Mertz on the field. I'm not saying Graham Mertz is a rock star, folks. I'm not saying he is one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten, but when he gets hot, it becomes a problem for teams. So you got to have a player, a stud like Jordan Howden, stepping up for this one to bring home the X. Now, a 3-3 three and three record is on the line versus Wisconsin in P.J. Flex time with the Gophers. After losing Floyd, keeping the X feels even more important in closing the regular season strong. And there are three keys to ensure that the X remains in Minnesota. We're going to talk about that. But today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Upside, the simple and easy way to get money back for doing the tasks that you already do. Whether it's buying groceries or getting gas or even eating at a restaurant, you can get money back for those simple purchases that you are already making. To get started, all you have to do is download the Upside app, which is free, and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You just claim the offer of whatever you're buying at Upside, check in at the business and pay as usual on your credit or debit card and get paid. It's that simple. So definitely do it. Users have given the app a 4.8 star rating on the app store and people are earning up to more than a million dollars every week as a collective whole. That's a whole bunch of money going back to users. So download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCK and get $5 or more on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, use promo code LOCKED for the deal, and you definitely want to get upside. All right, Gophers fans, thank you again for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And again, help a brother out. Help us get more subscribers this week than our sister channel at Lockdown Badgers. We'll be doing a crossover later this week, most likely with them. And so we got to bring the Lockdown Acts here back to Minnesota as well before we hit the kickoff of the Badgers and Gophers game at 2.30 Central 
in this weekend. So definitely drop a subscription, hit subscribe below. Again, it's 100% free. And let us know some comments down below of what you think is important in this Badgers game, what you think, who you think are the players that we're going to need to absolutely step up. I'll just let you know those in the beginning half of this show. But I want to know who you think. I want to know who you think is the most important for a victory in keeping the axe in Minnesota. Now, let's talk about the keys of this game. Three keys. The first one is do not allow Graham Mertz to get into a rhythm. When Mertz is off his game, Wisconsin tends to struggle. They tend to have turnovers. They tend to have mistakes. And that will be even more likely if Allen isn't to be in this game. So you have to... You have to keep him on his heels. You have to confuse him, create chaos, not give easy passing lanes as far as even sight lanes for him. And keeping pressure on him will be key to that. But when Wisconsin has had Mertz out of a rhythm and turning the ball over, they've either lost or been on the edge of losing in every single game that he has turned the ball over, except for against New Mexico State, which is a whole tear down of an opponent compared to a Big Ten opponent. So every other game outside of that, every other game where he has turned the ball over, they have lost the game or it has been down to the wire. Nebraska is the example of a game they won by one point late in the game where he turned it over. But other, other, all the other games where he's turned the ball over, especially through the air, they have lost the ball game. So you know that keeping him mixed up, keeping him out of it and keeping him off of his game, you're in the advantage, you're in you're you're ready to take over and win that game. But when he plays clean and he plays in a rhythm, he looks like a competent quarterback and they often come out with a win. So frustrating Graham Mertz is a huge key in this game. Now the second key that I would like to talk about is something we've already discussed, and that's getting the pass game more creativity and more involvement to help out the run game. I'm talking play action concepts. I'm talking screen plays. Now, we haven't seen it all year, so maybe you don't see it because it hasn't been incorporated. But at the same time, it's not like those are mind-altering concepts. It's not like it's something that couldn't be added in for specifically for this week, for the battle for the axe coming off of something that you haven't been able to do or have success with. You have to find new ways to get it done, even if it means, like Coach PJ Flex says, changing your best. You know, so why not change it right now? Why not throw in a couple screens? Why not throw in a lot more pat play action passes when everybody and their mother, everybody on the planet, anybody that watches college football knows you're going to run the ball to mow 30 to 35 to even 40 times a game. We're not even saying you can't do that. Go ahead and run the ball to mow 30 times a game, but find ways to incorporate smart play action plays that can maybe create those explosives and those large chunks so that way Mo doesn't have to do 14 carries in a row and doesn't have to get gassed against opponents that he can feel more fresh because you're incorporating the play action in which you can find bigger explosives, bigger 15-yard chunks, bigger 10-yard chunks to help move you down the field. And we have a quarterback that can do it. Throw a play action with a boot and maybe Athens off to the races. You've had it in the red zone concepts. That was the play this past weekend where Brevin was wide open prior to the second half, but it just like Athens had an 
extra guy in his face. And he, as soon as he moved off the first read is when it became wide open. So having a little more patience, but allowing to get on the move and see things while you're moving outside of the pocket in motion with the play action to helpfully bring an extra linebacker or bring down the safety thinking it's a run play. Having that incorporation in the passing game can go so far with this Gophers team. And it's something you're going to need to expect to see in the future. So let's get glimpses of it right now. Now, the third and final point that the key you need to win this game is to not beat yourselves. No turnovers that are silly and flipping the field. No penalties that are flipping the field or putting you at a disadvantage disadvantageous opportunity putting you way back early in drives no missed field goals no self-inflicted wounds if minnesota can stay clean and efficient they should be able to walk away with a win with four losses on their record currently two of them were truly lost to a team that just outright dominated the game that day and beat them that's penn state that's illinois flat out won the game's Every step of the way. But the Purdue game and the Iowa game, Minnesota was in control often, often thriving. But it comes down to simple mistakes, hurting yourselves, drop touchdowns, missed field goals, bad turnovers. And you're still in the game down to the wire to the final minutes. And then you lose it. That is where we have to take the next step up. This year to close it and next year throughout the entirety of the season, you have to be able to clean up the self-inflicted wounds, make better decisions, and help prevent those issues so you can win those games that everybody is saying, oh, you can't beat great teams. You can if you don't hurt yourselves. It's right there. The opportunity is for the taking. The fans that are watching these games, seeing them in the close games, you can see it's right there. So it has to be cleaned up in order so you can take home those wins and end up with more success. So that is the three keys. Again, don't allow Graham Mertz to get in a rhythm and then also to incorporate more passing concepts in the play action, in the screen game to help open up the run game. And then finally, don't hurt yourselves. Don't have turnovers, penalties, missed field goals, or the self-inflicted wounds. Those are the keys. Now, Wisconsin and Minnesota, it's a rivalry for the ages. This is a shot to go three and three in that matchup during PJ Flex time with the Gophers. And the Gophers haven't done that in a matchup with the Badgers since the 80s or 90s. They haven't been able to win three of the last six since the late 80s and early 90s. Now is the chance. And this rivalry feels reignited. It feels like it's back to anybody can win at any time. But does that make it the best rivalry in college football? That's what we're going to talk about next. But first, this show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is where you can go to get the latest and greatest news, betting info, stats, analysis, even sports podcasts can be found over at Bet Online. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from basketball football soccer esports you name it world cup it'll be all over be over at bet online we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix head on over to the website on your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts 
All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Is Wisconsin versus Minnesota the best rivalry in college sports? The best. That's a strong word. That's a strong claim. That's a strong title. And I'm not sure I'm willing to give them the best rivalry. But I believe it should be in every college football fan's top five or eight. Top eight at least. That's what I'm saying. Top eight rivalry in the nation when it comes to football. But why? A couple of reasons. A couple of reasons why this, this rivalry is next level. And the first is the overall record. It's literally 62, 61, and 8 in the Badgers' favor. That means if the Gophers pull this one out, the entire series, the entire rivalry series will be tied completely even it would be 62 62 and eight that would not only put pj fleck at 500 in his time versus wisconsin but the entire all-time series of gophers versus badgers that's epic that is awesome that's parody And it's something that you don't see in college football. There are a few that are close. There are a few that are maybe eight to 10 games, but it's hard to close an eight to 10 game gap that you only play once a year, or in some cases, once every other year. Almost completely tied. That's awesome. That adds a little caliber to this rivalry. And although teams have went on long streaks, long winning streaks in this one, and the Badgers have most recently had that, it does feel like this rivalry has been reignited since Coach PJ Fleck has been here, where we're able to never know who's going to walk out with this one. It's a scrap fight. It is something that is truly the trophy changing hands on multiple occasions. Now, with that, another reason why this is one of the best ones out there is the trophy itself. It's the best trophy in the nation, in my opinion. And the axe, it is two-sided. It's epic. It has the win history down the handle. It, It just looks badass, frankly. And it's something that it's not some weird object or something that most people don't understand or you have to go and look into the details of oh well why is their trophy this or like even thinking of the made up the broken chair or the spittoon or things like that it's like but then you talk about this axe paul bunyan's axe that is huge and mighty and it's two-sided so you can see the history of both sides of winning and tradition And it's something that you can bring to events and people can hold and look cool in pictures and glorious. It looks glorious in every team shot after a victory. It's just, it's it's awesome and it adds to the caliber of this rivalry. Now, another thing that makes this one of the best rivalries is the fact that it has the status of being the most played rivalry in the FBS dating back to 1980. The most played rivalry in the entire FBS that is almost exactly 500 when it comes to winning on both sides with an awesome trophy. That absolutely has to be in the best of the best when it comes to rivalries. Now, if I had to say the top 
eight rivalries. Like I said, my argument is that it has to be in the top eight. Has to be. In no particular order, the top eight rivalries are Army-Navy, hard to argue, Ohio State-Michigan, everybody knows, Auburn versus Bama, gotta have it in there, OU-Texas, Minnesota-Wisconsin, UCLA versus USC, Florida versus Georgia, and then USC versus Notre Dame. Because of history, because of winning, because of just the the weight that those rivalries hold, that those are some of the best, and those are the top eight, in my opinion, hands down. Now, there are some other good ones out there. I'm not saying there's no other good rivalries, because there is. And others to shout out include BYU-Utah, California versus Stanford, Harvard versus Yale, Bama versus Tennessee, Florida versus Florida State, OU versus Oklahoma State, Oregon versus Oregon State, Texas versus Texas A&M, Michigan State versus Michigan, a lot of intra-state rivalries. But all of those are second tier compared to the eight that I said. Do you agree? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments. But I truly believe that this Gophers-Badgers rivalry is top eight at the very least or top five in the entire country. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to be talking more Badgers this week. And be sure to hit subscribe so you can find out when that latest video drops each and every day, Monday through Friday. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.